Judges here with us from AKD. If you guys would like to unmute yourself and introduce yourselves, Rom, go ahead. We'll go with ladies first. <laughs> okay. Wow. Anyway, uh, my name is Rom Mahalingam. I'm a former dancer and captain of First Class Bunga, um, and I've been judging for the past couple of years. And I was really excited to judge AKD this past year. Popcorn, Bianca Patel. Hi, I'm Bianca. I used to be on UNC Bungerly. I was captain for one year. I've also danced for a couple of other teams as well from North Carolina. Um, I am kind of new to this judging thing. It was my, now my second competition, but it was great to judge a competition close to home. So, popcorn. Well, Angela, <laughs> I guess you're the only one. Hi, my name is Angela Law. Um, formerly danced with Vanderbilt's Bunger team, as well as DRP, and now captaining Dunia Durang. Um, it's my third cop that I'm judging, so I'm also relatively new to the judging scene. Yeah, that's me. Hi. Awesome, awesome. We also have an organizer, Neha, you want to reintroduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Neha, one of the directors of AKD this year and last year as well. And I'm also a dancer of many years um, in the Congress circuit, too. Awesome, awesome. So we'll start with you, Angela. Um, if you would like to talk a little bit about the pre-competition process, if you could take us through what Neha and the rest of the staff was you know, allowing you guys to do. You know, did she give you guys a rubric and tell you guys to, you know, uh, fit it to what you guys wanted to do or did she give you guys you know this is what a first place team should look like or what was the overall process um from the get-go what i really enjoyed was that neha made sure it was an open dialogue uh so she sent us uh last year's rubric and basically just told us to have at it and uh give her some feedback on what we thought and it ended up being a really great conversation uh, Rob can touch on this a little bit more, but it was a great conversation about what she as an organizer wanted the first place team to look like. And from there, we were able to build a really great rubric that fit her competition vision. Yeah, I, I think the, one of the really powerful things is Neha, uh, and what I really appreciate about you is you had a perspective going in, I think of what the essence of AKD was going to be. Um, and, and what, what is success and winning would look like within the context of AKD as a competition. And what was really fun was I actually got a chance to really, um, try my hand at my really poor drawing skills. And I drew a little diagram and I asked Neha, what was your perspective from, you know, a very, very much dancing focused and like. Um, execution focused rubric to a very creative to very intricate or 
much more dynamic set. And I, I asked for her opinion and I asked for her feedback and she was really, really, um, and she can give more insight, but she was really informative in terms of where the competition would lie. And then that would made it a lot easier for us as judges to make a rubric that would fit the vision of not only what we thought would be a good performing set, but also more, and what's most importantly, what the competition wanted to do from a year in and year out basis. Got it. So Neha, can you jump in there and, and tell everybody what you told the judges of what you wanted from AKD and like what the first place team should look like? Yeah. So basically I came into this meeting and conversation with them with the rubric from last year, just so we would have something to work off of. But the biggest thing that we've wanted from AKD both this year and in years past is for teams to be able to really bring their own identity and bring what they do well and execute that on stage. And um, through my own experiences going to competitions, what's really frustrating is really having to make dramatic changes to your team's set um, and what you do based off of what the competition wants. And a lot of times that just doesn't really cater to your own team's strengths. So we wanted teams to be able to bring their own strength and really show what they have to offer. Awesome. 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 So Bianca, if you can get into, uh, well, after you guys tailored the rubric and game day comes around, uh, how easy was it to apply what you guys have been talking about? Because it seems like you guys had a you know nice dialogue and you were able to frame your, your guys's judging mind before you guys went into the show. So if you could take us through like, you know, how easy it was or how, you know, if it wasn't that easy to, to, to judge like that, especially in comparison, maybe you didn't, maybe you might not have had the same process before in your mm -hmm. previous judging experience, but go ahead, take it away. Yeah. I think the fact that it was a collaborative effort amongst the judges and the competition directors and making the rubric allowed for us to really be on the same page, um, kind of come together and. And, you know, we went through the rubric a few times before the competition itself. So we we're really able to, it was easy to kind of follow along and, and score based off the rubric. But also I felt maybe a little challenging because it was um, new to me. I hadn't, especially the cohesion part, part, portion of the rubric, I think was difficult to kind of um, come to terms with. So define cohesion because that's that's something. That oh yeah, sure. So cohesion for us um, in the competition was just how well did the dancers and the team do what we uh, what they anticipated to do. So for instance, if they were um, dancing across the stage, however, they were using a movement that may have not been the most appropriate movement for just like a a longer distance, and you know the dancers weren't completing their moves. Uh, correctly or something like that uh, that would be not maybe not as that would maybe not be as much cohesion got it so you so you found that section of the rubric a little more difficult mm -hmm. to apply got it yeah got it makes sense um so we'll switch over back to angela angela what um what did virginia tech was the winner so congrats congratulations to virginia tech uh what did virginia tech do um, that, you know, ma made them be that first place team, especially when you apply apply the frame of what AKD wanted from a first place performance? So I think what VT really had going for them this time was their execution. So purely points wise, if I look back at the rubric, uh, execution was 50 points and then set design was 40. So uh, VT had little mistakes in comparison to the other teams. So just by that, they ended up scoring higher. Mom, you want to jump in? 
Uh, I think for me, what really was good about Virginia Tech and how they fit the rubric is with, with Cohesion 2, there was an aspect of you don't really need to be super creative to create memorable moments and moments of impact within the set. And what Virginia Tech did was they were able to really create a performance that really hit hard from an impact standpoint as well as an audience reaction standpoint while also dancing in a very, very high level. Um, and one of the things that uh, I know Neha really stressed to us from a competition perspective is part of what AKD was is even though we are going to focus on dancing and execution, we are going to focus on a couple of these things. We really want the team to be memorable and provide the, um, I don't forget the exact words, but it was like an AKD memorable moment um, or a, a lasting impression that would be felt after they had left the stage. And Virginia Tech was really the closest to providing that. They were very impactful throughout the mo most of the routine, and they had a couple of really cool moments that they really highlighted, which allowed them to score much higher in the cohesion part of the rubric. Um, you know, if a team were to come to AKD next year, I would really um, have them think about how can you incorporate elements that would make your set memorable to an audience member and memorable to someone who likes to enjoy and get joy out of performances and not just be purely a technically executing team. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, can I jump in here real quick? Yeah, yeah go for it. Um, so we've a couple times touched on this point of cohesion, and I want to just like kind of go back to that really quick because I feel like one of the things that we did really differently when we developed this rubric is trying to really look at the set from a big picture perspective rather than trying to say like, okay, formations are going to be this many points, choreography is going to be this many points. We really tried to look at how can we tie these things together um, to make sure that each team has the opportunity to tell a story and that it's not split up by like, okay, you have good formations, you have good um, choreography, you have good execution, like check, check, check. Like we weren't trying to make a bunch of boxes that could just be checked off for people to fill. It was, I think, um, like Bianca said, it was probably kind of difficult for the judges because it was a little more abstract in that sense and it was a little more, um, some, of the, some of the judging criteria were a little more intangible, which I think was probably part of what made it a little more difficult and tied back to that area of cohesion that we added as well. So why don't we take, the, take an opportunity to go through, it, it, can we go through the rubric really quick, just touch on the, uh, the sections of the rubric? Um, so, like, so it can allow, it'll allow every listener to kind of understand mm -hmm. how the, you know, especially we're talking a lot about like, this section of cohesion, how it fits in with the entire rubric. Um, so when we made the rubric, we split, basically split it up into three major categories, set design, execution, and the overall impression. So like I said, we wanted execution to, to be slightly more heavily weighted, but having a relatively even split between execution and set design. But one of the things that we especially did different here was within set design, rather than saying, okay, there's choreography worth a certain amount of points and formations worth a certain amount of points, we decided to split it up into creativity and cohesion. And then within those two subcategories, um, evaluate choreography and formation separately from there. So uh, within creativity, we had like choreography and formation evenly split, but then like we've touched on a few times, the that area of cohesion is really what stood out to us about the AKD rubric in, in, a, um, in comparison to others. Um, so within there, we really wanted to focus on the fact that teams had the ability to make sure that their choreography and formations, transitions, and all sorts of um, aspects of their set were coming together to really complement one another and tell a story and really showcase their own identity um, and create a memorable impression. 
um, for the audience. And then tying that together, their mix also played a small role in this area of the rubric, um, less so than formations or choreography, but it was all kind of tied together into one to make sure that each area was not only um, creative and designed well, but also really flowed together and created a, um, a set that really added value to the performance for the teams and for the audience. So that's kind of how we split up the, the set design area. And then execution is the next major area that we wanted to focus on. And this, again, is something that we did a little bit differently from other competitions in the sense that we didn't just focus on like cleanliness and nut et cetera. Um, we wanted to look at it from the big picture of team level, um, what we call team level and then individual level execution. And then under team is where we focused on cleanliness and synchronization. Um, and that focused a little, that split up again into dancing and formations. Um, and this was just a way to make sure that cleanliness was a part of execution, but also um, dancers themselves were getting to showcase their own skill and their own um, kind of flair and nutcrit to the performance as well. Um, so that's another thing that I think we added in to make sure that it was an opportunity for teams to have um, have something different and really showcase how everything was going to be tied together. Um, so that execution area split into team and individual was 50 points. And then overall impression was just like Ram mentioned, that that wow factor, that originality, that sense of memorable, something memorable um, being brought to the stage. That was the last 10 points of the rubric that we created. And now a quick message from one of our sponsors. Double O Threads is a leading provider of customized apparel. Having served over 100 dance competitions and teams since its inception, Double O Threads ensures an easy ordering process and seamless delivery of everything ranging from t-shirts to snapbacks. Mention the Bangara podcast while ordering and Double O Threads will provide a discounted rate. Visit Double O Threads, that's the word double, the letter O, threads.com for more information. And now back to the Bangara podcast. So this isn't the first time I'm seeing this rubric, and it actually is pretty sweet. Um, I like I like the way it's designed. I like the way it's organized. Um, so to, to hinge back to Virginia Tech, the first place team, um, you know, obviously you guys mentioned that they, you know, brought the best performance to that would apply to this rubric out of the four teams competing. But when it comes to, you know, as we try to teach some younger dancers, some younger captains, when it comes to like for you guys as judges, um, what, you know, we look at individual level, like per, uh, stage presence, right? So that's 20 points on this rubric. Where do you, like, like, how do you, how do you give a point? Like what, what made you give a certain point value? Like what kind of things were you looking for that affected the point value that you're giving to a certain team when it comes to that section of the rubric, when you have, you know, especially when it comes to college teams, you have the older dancers and sometimes, you know, older, more seasons, more seasoned, more veteran dancers versus the younger dancers, right? A lot of teams might look at that section of the rubric and kind of, for lack of a better word, shit their pants a little bit if they have some younger dancers on there. How do you, like, like what, what kind of things were you looking for that either took points away or, like, emphasized that this team was really doing a really good job on an individual level? What I really looked for, especially for individual level, 
execution is whether or not any teammates were left behind. And what I mean by that is sometimes you'll see teams where the sets are clearly designed for the top tier dancers in the team. And what ends up happening is that the quote unquote bottom tier dancers end up very visibly not having fun throughout the set and really slacking in execution. So anytime I saw indication of that, I took off points for that. Um, I think for me, what I really found um, and what I really look for from an individual presence standpoint is sometimes when you're dancing certain segments, um, you kind of have to change gears and individually recognize. So I, I know this is going to have an idea. Of, this is going to have a little bit of overlap from a team execution standpoint. But when a team decides to, or when like the, when it's, it's a Joomer song, and let's say some people on the team, you know, decide to set the the tone of it being a graceful Joomer. Let's say if there's 12 dancers, um, nine people are setting the tone of like a graceful Joomer song. And then you see maybe three or four people really standing out because they're trying to, they're like really popping their shoulders. They don't really have a lot of flow within the Joomer segment. That's kind of what I was looking for. It's like, how are you, you know, using your energy wisely and being very intelligent from a, uh, um, from an execution and energy standpoint, it's not always about really like killing your steps or it's not always about having the most amount of energy. It's just understanding that you're an integral cog of a larger team dynamic. And what I was able to do and what I was parsing out was as the performances were going through, I was really looking for people who kind of understood that and kind of practiced in the sense of fitting within the team. And then there were definitely those individuals that really stood out and uh, were either performing with too much energy or not lifting their legs high enough and executing steps or maybe were um, – going against kind of the grain of the uh, the song or the style of the the segment that was being put presented so when it comes uh, going back to to to, to as, as we were talking about cohesion like what did what stood out to you guys that teams did you know very well or not so well that you could like specifically point out and say you know what in at this at this point in um in the set, uh, you know, their cohesion was really, really good or it was really, really like it just it, it didn't help them or it hurt them, whatever you want to say here. Um, if you guys could if you guys could like point some things out to everybody listening, like this is what I saw in some teams that were really, really good when it come to making the set cohesive or, you know, they didn't they could have done a lot better or points where they just kind of look like blah. So I think one of the things I really liked um is uh, one of the teams did this little ding effect in the performance, and it was um, it was Virginia Tech, and you know them winning. One of the things I found memorable was you know right before they went into Jimmer, they did this really nice pause ding effect, and they got up. And uh, I think when people think of creativity, they conflate creativity with difficulty and doing something that's very very hard to do, and that's going to be awesome for people to see. But really, what that moment encapsulated for me was the idea of doing something very short and very simple, but kind of drawing in the attention to make the next couple of steps more impactful. Um, and so when I thought of, you know, like a fluid trans, you know, one of the things underneath that were like, were the transitions fluid? Well, it was really this nice buildup into a drop 
and transition into another segment that I thought was just really done very well and allowed the beginning of the next segment to really be memorable. Like the first, because they had done that, they'd drawn attention to the team. And then the next eight to 16 beats, which they executed at a very high level, um, was mem- was more memorable. I think it was a full line of 16 dancers walking forward um, to the front of stage doing Jim Murr. And that, those are the kinds of, I think that's the kind of thinking you need in a set to kind of understand how to draw attention to certain pieces. And I think one of the areas that I didn't like was one team was actually doing Jodasinga and they were cycling forward um, to the front of the stage. And what was happening was doing Joe Singa and moving the amount of beats didn't really make a lot of sense. You weren't able to do it in, in an equal motion and you weren't able to actually, you actually saw some of the dancers kind of really struggling to execute the step properly while moving forward. And it's really sometimes I know Joe Singa can sometimes be, or more, I don't know how a lot of people pr- pronounce it, but it, that kind of step can be done very, very well. And it's a powerful step and it shows a high degree of, execution ability for a team to do that well but in this case because the team wasn't able to do it and also because it was they were having difficulty moving from spot to spot it really took away from the performance the next couple beats after and i was actually additionally looking for more mistakes and more to see if there were going to be more instances in this set moving forward from that point Yeah, just hopping on to that, I think that the major takeaway for teams is whenever you're creating a cool concept, whether it be a formation or choreography, it's not really all about about the idea, it's how you present it as well. So take a step back, whatever you're doing, and look at it from the perspective of a judge or somebody sitting at the back of the room. What does it look like altogether? from the back of stage. Um, for example, one of the teams did this really interesting, uh, like a Libby choreo, and they did it in a circle with guys and girls alternating and both guys and girls doing two different sets of choreo. Individually, both sets were pretty cool, but because they didn't really think about um, how close everyone was in that circle, both pieces of choreo got kind of lost. So stuff like that, the teams that can really catch on to that and present their ideas well, I think is very impressive and is what a lot of teams are lacking. I'll just add with one more example. Um, Just, you know, I feel like a lot of the times the, like if you're having to think about what's next or if you're having to think about, you know, think you have a really cool idea and it's a really cool concept but you're having the dancers are having to think too much about what is next it kind of shows um from the audience's perspective so that's something to think about you know just making sure that if you're trying to implement a cool concept that your dancers aren't visibly going to be thinking about when the beat's going to drop or like when you know what the next step is and things like that So in the, after the competition, I'm hearing about this whiteboard that you guys had uh, for all uh, of the judges meetings. So can uh, I, yes. so Ram, can you, I heard this was your idea. 
can you jump in and explain the idea and how you guys use a whiteboard? So one of the things I think we all wanted to do was to really, I think one of the conundrums as being former dancers and captains is how do we, how do we provide value as judges within five or 10 minute constraints, knowing that they're going to be a decent number of us speaking and how can we eliminate kind of some of the uh, like very topical questions? For example, a lot of the questions that teams ask, I think judges first is where were we placed? How many points did we score? Um, and some of those things can be very time consuming, especially when you think about the feedback needing to be more about the routine itself rather than about the points. So one of the things that we debated, I mean, we talked about was actually we um, leveraged a whiteboard where what we did was we took all the teams and we put the cat different categories and we put the like kind of the number one team in each category and how far away each of those teams were in each category points wise. And then at the bottom, what we did was we took and we highlighted some of the main points underneath underneath each category. So for example, we talked about set design. There was a whiteboarded area for set design. There was a first, second, third, fourth, the point spread. And then we talked about set design as being a part, as including inclusive of creative elements and cohesion. And I think what was really helpful for this is when teams walked in, they immediately were able to frame the conversation and frame their questions within the context of already knowing kind of where they where they stood and talking about how to kind of move up and down that sliding scale um, from a points perspective rather than asking so rather than kind of you know spending more time around where were we how many points did we get etc because again time is very very valuable within these sessions and you want to get the most out of it and i thought this was a good way of kind of skipping over that conversation I, I do think the the thing that uh, I think I would say the one thing that I, I would challenge other judges and other organizers to do as a former captain and dancer, and this is just something that has come up during this conversation and before, and, and part of the reason why I was thinking about the whiteboard and other things is really for the period of time that you're at a judges meeting, it's not really about the points. It's more so what did you do well? what do you need to fix and how do I fix it? And I kind of ask myself those questions a lot. And I would say, I would think within the pot with the concept of the podcast, if organizers and judges could focus more on doing that and provide making that as easy as possible, I think that would be really beneficial moving forward. I don't know about everybody else, but the feedback and kind of the pointers and the tips is probably the most within the context of the rubric it's probably the most helpful thing for a team to hear. Angela, do you, do you have any final takeaways? Yeah, I hope. So my takeaway from doing this competition is I think that judges should really be on top of their game in terms of really thinking about how they're communicating to teams. So I think what we did really well in AKD overall is, for example, using that whiteboard, making sure that our rubric was really easy to understand in terms of why we structured, structured it the way we did and how that relates back to what the competition is looking for. I think all of those things, judges, well, at least what I'm learning now as a newer judge, 
I think it's super important that judges judges learn how to communicate that with the team because otherwise it really dilutes the impact of the critiques and feedbacks you can give to a team. So yeah, A plus overall for my experience at AKD. So I will, yo, I will actually say one last thing for anybody who's listening and wants to apply to AKD. AKD is probably the most efficient competition I've ever been at. And I've danced for a very, very long time. And for some magical reason, you managed to get all the Bunga teams and Fusion teams to finish on time. Kudos to you, Neha. That was actually stupendous. I don't think at any point was I ever rushed or felt rushed during the weekend. And y'all got me coffee for the show, and I really appreciate that. So.